Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of The Wally Pod, a show where I interview my peers who are embarking on their careers in areas from investment banking to software engineering to entrepreneurship and more. We explore the lessons they learn navigating college, their plan for future success, and the views they hold on the future of the world as the next generation that is taking the reins. Subscribe to join me weekly for informational and motivating interviews. If you've enjoyed the podcast so far, I'd really appreciate it if you could forward it on to one other person that you think would enjoy it as well. The shows are much more fun for me to make when I know that I have an audience. I've also created an email newsletter that will keep you up to date on the newest episodes. The link to sign up is in the description. In this episode, we talk with my good high school friend, Hannah Hedstrom, discussing her college experience playing Division I basketball, switching from pre-med to her current course, completing a master's in healthcare systems engineering, and her current internship at the nation's largest member-driven healthcare performance and analytics company. We'll be jumping right into our conversation in a second, but I'd like to provide some context to Hannah's journey pre-college. Hannah and I went to Minnetonka High School together, where she was an excellent athlete and student, a two-year captain on the basketball team that won the state championship her senior year, and was ranked 18th in the nation, according to ESPN. Hannah was recruited by Lehigh University in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Lehigh is a member of the Patriot League, which includes schools like Boston University, American University, and the U.S. Army and Naval Academies. Here's Hannah telling us about her recruiting process and how she ended up at Lehigh. Yeah, so it's recruiting is kind of different for everyone on timelines, but it kind of picks up your like sophomore and junior year of high school. And so for me, my sister is actually three years older than me, and she was going through basketball recruiting as well. And she heard from Lehigh and a couple other schools in the Patriot League and she ended up going to Minnesota, wanted to play in the Big Ten, but it was kind of always in my parents' mind, like, oh, this would be a good group of schools for Hannah to look at if she, like, starts getting serious. So kind of had that, like, Patriot League um, idea in my head, and then kind of I heard from Lehigh junior year after one of the tournaments I played in and ended up that weekend, the next weekend, going on a, like, last-minute visit with my mom and fell in love with it. It's just a great mix of like a high academic. So um, they're kind of called like the hidden Ivies, but for sports, you don't get any scholarship for Ivy League. So that's kind of why I pivoted from looking at the Ivy League schools to a Patriot League schools. And yeah, just really loves the coaches. You could tell it was a place where I'd have a little bit more balance as like a student and an athlete compared to watching my sister's experience. So yeah, that's kind of why I chose it and had a great experience there, learned a lot and had like the best time with really good people. What about like career aspirations at that time? Like right when you were going to college, what were you thinking about? I feel like it's different than some of the people that have been in your podcast, but like I really didn't know. I had tried out business senior year and didn't want to do that. So I actually entered in in their like engineering integrated business. Um, it was a dual degree and I knew, so I applied into that in like December and by the end of the year, I knew I didn't want to do it. So then I like came in under a program that I was going to switch out of. So they just put me in engineering for the first semester when I knew at that point I was going to switch to like a 
something in the arts and sciences and stuff. So mm-hmm. kind of backwards. So I did one semester of their intro engineering class and stuff and liked those, but just also didn't see myself doing it long-term. So then by halfway through freshman year, I was fully in the like bio pre-med mode. So. Okay. Kind of all over the place. And did you have any, you didn't have any thoughts like where pre-med would lead you at that point besides like hopefully going to med school. Were you considering that at the time? Yeah. So I had a couple of teammates. One was like pre-nursing and one was pre-PA. And so from them kind of talking, it sounded like, the like pre-PA was going to be maybe what like um it is just it was hard to to figure out like how you'd fit all the classes and the hours and stuff into basketball so I was like you know what I enjoy these classes I'm good at them I'll take them and kind of see where it goes um and then hopefully use some like other experiences like shadowing and stuff in the summer to like fill in the gaps so Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of what I did yeah and and before we get to any shadowing you did, what yep. what was the what was freshman year like on the basketball team there? Was it was it hard to get integrated to the team? It was super it was super tough and I had like great great friends, great teammates and everything, but I came in and we had like a down year. We had three freshmen start. I was one of them and starting as a freshman point guard is like extremely daunting Mm -hmm. in terms of like trying to get (laughs) older teammates to like listen and be a coach on the floor. And I also had beaten out another senior who was a point guard. So I'm sure that was extremely tough to like have a freshman come in and take your spot, so to say. And then of course we weren't winning games either at that point. So just a lot of learning very much like I would consider myself like a strong and intense person and it might have taken some of the players a little bit to understand like my meaning behind that so it can get misinterpreted and um so just a lot of growing a lot of having to do like extra time with the coaches to just talk through things and it was really tough but I think it was like a foundational year in terms of like leadership moving forward and learning to just like take advantage of whatever situation I was in so super grateful for it but it was definitely a tough season I think if you look at it we won like five league play games or something it was pretty brutal so I can't imagine coming in as a freshman and starting with all these seniors it sounds like you're in an environment that was really pushing you to be a leader I bet it was a lot different than the teams you were on pre-college how how were your leadership and communication styles challenged during that first year? Yeah, so I was very fortunate in high school to like play around like as you mentioned like really good players like three seniors and then a couple of the others like there's like six of us now on that team senior year that play college. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them actually is my team at Lehigh, but they kind of grew up with me and like knew me throughout my whole life, and so playing with that same group like they understood where I was come from at all times and mm-hmm. like we could we had that like trust where if things got tough like you knew the person was going to step up to it and like you come into college with a new group of people and you obviously don't have that sort of relationship yet so I think it was just like there was there's ways of doing things that the team wanted to do and sometimes me being the stubborn person would like want to break that tradition or just like it was hard for me to conform to those things, like little things like how you react in a huddle or like I like to I like to pace during free throws, like just to like keep my, you know, like stay loose and keep my 
head clear, but the, the team's thing was like, we stay in a huddle, we stay together. Like, and so it was like little things like that, where for me, it was just my coping mechanisms didn't fit with what they wanted me to do. And then it can look like I'm defiant or I'm, you know, like too good for it. So it was like trying to figure out how to blend like who I am and what makes me tick as a player, but still like fitting that in with the team and what um their standards are for like how we do things um so that was such a big learning curve for me I think yeah and and I think it'd be interesting to just jump into your sophomore year season yeah that's fine. how how did the next season go for you in terms of your role on the team yeah I feel like it kind of it was like a pretty cool progression I would say like each year kind of got more confident we did a lot a lot of work outside the season two, just stuff about culture and they were trying to break down like different as a team like hierarchy based on like class and stuff like that so they actually like removed captains and had a leadership council so there's like all this work being put in outside of the court stuff and i think you slowly like if you like watch the seasons progress like in terms of like our winning record and different things we did like it got better every year so just came back sophomore year feeling like refreshed and ready, um, a lot more confident. And I think sophomore and junior year both were kind of just like linear, like steps towards that. Um, so I guess that's kind of, it all starts to blur together too <laughs> after like the seasons do. But I do just remember feeling um, so much, like I had so much more like tools in my belt to be able to lead moving forward after that freshman year. And, and what, about outside of basketball what were you exploring in terms of careers and your future during your sophomore year yeah um I'm trying to think I so after the year after sophomore year the summer I got a chance to do some um so I did some shadowing at the local hospital so I spent most of my summers on campus um to take some classes and then be able to like be there for workouts and stuff so it was a little different in that I was kind of limited in um, what you could choose based on the area, but I was able to do that at one hospital. And then I was in there, um, a research scholar program at Lehigh Valley Health Network, which is another one. Um, So I had kind of both things going on and that just kind of helped solidify that I do want to work in the healthcare field. I, at that point was still thinking as a provider, I wasn't sure where that fit in, but just really liked getting industry experience in general and was continuing to do well. I had organic chemistry all sophomore year and actually like really enjoyed that and it went well. So I definitely learned how to like push myself in the classroom and on the court during sophomore year, I'd say like you figure out and get to like get into some of those more like major classes. But yeah, I think the summer experiences of shadowing and doing research, it didn't for sure solidifying where I wanted to go, but it helped me like narrow down that the industry was something that I was really interested in. So first, like just to go back with that, with that shadowing, what was that experience like? And did you get to shadow multiple different roles at the hospital? Yeah. So Lehigh has um, what's called an externship, they call it, and they have it during the year and during the summer. So it's a partnership through the local university hospital. It's actually, they have a med school there through Temple University. Some of them do their training, but Uh, They basically just give you a list of contacts of doctors and PAs that are willing to have shadows. And then you just reach out to them and you can just pick the whole day, do morning. So I actually got to watch in on a bunch of surgeries and um, OBGYN surgeries, particularly some some just general surgeons and then just in a clinic. So like a family medicine one, 
that I do internal medicine in the hospital, critical care. And it was really good. Oh, emergency department too. It was really good for me to just get to talk to people on their experience as you're shadowing them. Like, how did they get to the career path they are? Um, and just get to see, like, for me, it was kind of a litmus test of like, do I, would I be able to take the take like sight of blood or seeing like difficult things or whatever. Um, and so, and I actually really enjoyed it. Um, but I did see a little bit of the like burnout in some positions and, and just their work life or like what it looked like on a day to day is a little less glamorous maybe than I had idealized in my head. And there's nothing wrong with that, Mm -hmm. but it definitely made me like think a little twice about, um, like what the routine would look like, what the schedule would be like, um, if you decide to practice medicine in terms of like they had to miss friends weddings or put their life on hold and different stuff like that. So I think it gave me both sides where it's like, there's really, really cool aspects of it, but there's also things that like maybe my career aspirations wouldn't like fit or things outside of work that I'd want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then that same summer, you said that you'd got to conduct research and on like the clinician onboarding experience I read. Can you tell us more about yep. that? Yeah. So, um, so basically at the other major health network in the area, um, they have, they just were creating educational training for their new hires that were advanced practice clinicians. So that's like nurse practitioners, advanced practitioners, um, midwives. So when they get hired right outside of, um, their schooling, they wanted to have them have additional like top 10 things they'd see in their particular department because they they study a wide variety of things and then they get hired in a particular field, unlike a doctor where you're trained in for like years in that specialty. So it was basically just going through like medical textbooks mm-hmm. and compiling a summary of like um, they gave me the top 10 things that they see in each department based on like the data they've carried. And then um, me and another research scholar, like going in and being like, here's you do if you see these kind of patients as kind of refresher for them, or if they're like switching jobs or something that they'd have like a quick like summary of what they should be looking for, which is really cool to just like learn about what, like look through textbooks and stuff. I thought was awesome to just see like all the different information. Mm-hmm. But in addition, that program also had like weekly cohorts about just like applying for med school in general or Q and A with a bunch of different employees within the organization. So they did like other sorts of just like programming. And it was some people that were they had like the business side, like administration side, and um, other people doing work within the whole organization. So it was cool that it wasn't just provider focus so it was a like interesting group of people and a cool experience for sure yeah sounds like you got just a ton of exposure that summer across the whole field by the end of the summer what were your thoughts on the field and like could you see yourself in any of the positions that you saw over the over the course of the last few months yeah at that point I was thinking that I was gonna I think so that was going into junior Mm -hmm. year so yeah so I was gonna take all of the all of the courses and then spend the next summer studying for the MCAT and taking it. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was cool. I was like, I feel like I could do this. And I think it was too part of it for me was like proving to myself that I was like worthy enough, like that I was smart enough. Like it, like a little bit of imposter syndrome, like within the pre-med field of like, Oh, all these kids are so much smarter and so much this than me. And so I think for a while I was trying to prove to myself that like, 
I could do it. And I think once I got to the point where I'm like, realized that, oh, I could. So this is a kind of a junior year thing. It was like, okay, but do I want to? So that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I think was like a big realization for me. It was once I saw and got through the classes and went through the whole ordeal is like, what's the actually the right fit. So. And just for context, you were also practicing on the team all summer as well. Yeah. Yeah. So they were kind of, both of them were like part-time where I could like adjust my schedule. And then um, the team has six weeks, six to eight weeks you can do with them over the summer. So I was there the whole summer and then for part of it, I was in the area for the whole summer. And then for part of it had like, we do like four lifts a week, two basketball workouts. Mm -hmm. You have a certain amount of hours and stuff. So pretty busy, but that was kind of my norm for a while and liked being able to still be with my teammates over the summer. And um, it's a lot easier to do all the workouts and stuff when you're like in a group together than trying to figure them out on your own. So I'd like to. Yeah, I imagine. And you, so you graduated in three years and was that your plan going into junior year? You went right into a master's program after, which we'll get into, but was this what you had planned by the end of that summer? No, actually it's kind of funny. So I, first semester of junior year, I took like biochem, physics, like all of those ones and just didn't like them. Like was doing fine in the, in the classes, but like was just not enjoying studying that hard, like studying that hard and the pressure of it. And like, just, you could like kind of feel the anxiety of all the students around you about applying to things. Mm -hmm. And was just like, this isn't, this is what I want to do for sure. And then I realized I didn't have because of coming in with AP credits and taking classes over the summer over winter break, I'm there for basketball and kind of looked through all the credits and whatever. And I realized if I dropped one of my majors, so I was a double major at that point with biology. And then we have um, health medicine society was my other major, which is like some, like, it's like more like the sociological aspects of health and stuff. It's really cool. But I realized if I dropped that to a minor and took one extra class in the spring, I could just graduate. And so I was like, well, <laughs> um, that might, yeah. So I had considered it, um, going into like freshman year of college, but then it was like halfway through junior year, right before I would have actually, where I was like, you know what, I could actually make this work. And had heard about the program that I got into, but I didn't really um, know much about it. So once I like kind of dug into it and over the winter break, I met with the, the head of the department I'm of the program I'm in now, which we can go into, but met with her and she kind of outlined what it would look like. And it felt like a good fit. So then I was like, you know what, I'm going to apply to graduate and get this done. And so um, got moving on that and kind of pivoted after a semester of just like realizing I wasn't liking the classes and didn't want to keep keep doing school for like six or seven more years kind of were you ever thinking about like taking a year off after you graduated and then going to a master's program it would have been hard with basketball yeah so I knew that if I was going to have to go on to like PA school or med school I was going to have to take a, a gap year just because likely because of the way basketball worked and stuff I wouldn't have had a couple I'd have to take extra classes that we had an offer or get hours or fill out my applications or study for stuff. And so I was getting a little antsy with that too, because I was like, I would be drawing out my graduation because I would only have a couple of classes left to take in senior year, even with a double major to then wait and take a whole nother gap year just because I want to play basketball. And so I was like, 
if there is something else I could do or something I want to do, why would I not start it now? Yeah. Was kind of my thought. And so um, that's what led me to Lehigh's healthcare systems engineering um, master's. And so then after graduating spring of 2019, spent my senior basketball year kind of being a grad student and starting that coursework. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that in a second. But first, tell us, no tell problem, us about um, just that basketball season that last year of undergrad, how did that go for you as your third year on the team? Yeah, it was good. We, um, we continued making like strides in terms of like how that, where the team was going. We made it to the Patriot League semifinals and had a great game in that. We ended up losing to American in the semifinals, but it was like fun to get a playoff win. Um, i trying to think what else happened junior year, but building foundations of just like growing into more and more of a leader at that at that point, um, feeling comfortable with all my teammates and like where the team was headed for even the next year for our senior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like a lot happened academically for you yeah. that year for sure. But after you graduated, it sounds like you worked yep. in a rotational leadership program at the health network around Lehigh. Can you talk about that? And it looks like you got experience in a lot of different areas of the, of the healthcare network. Yeah. So, um, so Lehigh Athletic Department's like um, coordinated health is what they use for all, like all of their team doctors and stuff like that. So through those kind of connections, I got into contact with their president, COO, um, and she has, they've done also work with the um, graduate program I was doing. So they kind of just let me and two other interns, They the other two interns were actually just doctor's kids. So it was funny. It was like, they knew everything about it. And then there's me. But um, we basically just um, would come in and spend a week in a bunch of different departments at their corporate. So some of them involved shadowing and like getting in the offices themselves. But then other times we were just with like the finance, they were actually opening two new ERs. So they were doing a lot of the like pro forma. And like for me, I had it done more of the traditional like Excel work and like background and that sort of mm-hmm. side. So I was learning a lot about that or it was cool there one of their top employees he's the the co-owner and like founder's son is a was a doctor and so he would take us in for like little informational sessions about just like the way healthcare works and learning like insurance and like payer systems and that sort of thing um was super helpful and foundational for like just understanding the industry itself and why costs are so high or why the the prices are set the way they are and so it was less I would say for me that summer producing like deliverables for them and more just like learning and taking stuff in um it was a little more laid back than your like traditional like 40 hour a week like come in at this time internship but it's again just gave me a lot of exposure and it helped me I think feel really confident going into my senior year, my grad school classes, um, in that I had a better understanding of like real life applications. Yeah. And it sounds like you had, or correct me if I'm wrong, but it was kind of like the first time you really got to dive into the operational side of, of the healthcare system and, and got to see that part of it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, got to see what it looked like in more of like from a business angle, approaching healthcare, um, which was, is where I'm kind of headed now and what I've been doing. So was very cool to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why don't you tell us about the healthcare systems engineering program that you're in now and and what that's all about? 
Yeah. So I started that some of the classes prereqs for it, like senior year going into. So my fourth year, I'll call it just so it doesn't get confusing. Mm -hmm. And so Lehigh has a program under there. It's a branch of industrial engineering. So industrial engineering is just looking at systems and one particular system is like a healthcare system. So, um, so this is like a one to two year master's program in engineering, um, in which we take some foundational core classes that are healthcare related. So healthcare finance, healthcare intro to healthcare systems, quality improvement, IT and healthcare. And then you also get an industrial engineering course. So like simulation, optimization, more of those sorts of classic classes. Um, it's a cool cohort of people because a lot of them are Lehigh kids that are using it as kind of their gap year before they go like pre um before they start med school or before they start dental school um and then some of them are already in the healthcare industry and coming back to school just so they could move up in their organization or start to take on more of like an operational role um it's also offered completely online which i love so if i didn't finish it in the exact full year that i could kind of be wherever and finishing it um so that was really nice and another group of kids within the program end up going to work in like consulting in the healthcare sense or as like a performance improvement engineer like within a health system itself so I just thought it was cool to combine kind of um, if I wanted to pivot away from the provider sense to still be able to use the knowledge that I gained and knew and um, get to put a spin on it because I did know I love like finding efficient ways to do things and getting the most like output out of a team or whatever that is um, that I had been doing, I felt like in the way that I studied or the way I trained for basketball, like I saw that being able to apply to like the systems thinking in terms of engineering. So I thought it was like a good pairing of both of my um, interests. Mm-hmm. And and going into that program, what what was the change like from undergrad? I mean, I, I assume you still like were hanging out with the same people at school. What were the classes really different or what was the experience like? Yeah, it was definitely different. So I was taking less credits, but it was still like so less like classwork, I would say, like in terms of like time actually in class than I had been used to because it was like the first year with like no large labs and like stuff taking up your time. But then just like a lot more work on the back end of like what you have to like do to like kind of teach yourself and definitely grad school is a little different like that. And then especially all so I lived with all of my fellow like teammates, there were five of us and the other four were all in the business school and three were in the same major. So they were all like in their classes together. And then I had it different and it was I had obviously built up friends within my bio major too so it was different kind of to start over with like a new group of people because it was a smaller group like 30 of us we like got really close and it was fun um I think to just have a different change of pace a little bit more self-paced learning and honestly compared to some of the like lab work and stuff it did feel a lot more about focus on just like asking questions and figuring out things along the way and not just like here's this test here's this like we're gonna weed you out you know, like if you're not making the grade. Um, so it was a lot more just focused on holistic learning, I would say, than I had felt sometimes in undergrad. So that was a, that was a really nice shift, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And I, I know you've got, you're not done yet, but do you have any advice for people who might be considering doing like a one or two years master program after their undergrad? Yeah, I think it just depends on where you are in terms of what your like undergrad degree is. So for a lot of like the sciences, 
you kind of need a postgraduate degree in if you're like looking for certain jobs and stuff but so that's a big part is just looking like practical like where do you want it to take you and then also like do you feel like you were able to explore everything that you wanted to and if that's not the case i think that the grad school is a great option uh finding a program especially that you can look at i think what was most helpful for me was looking at like the alumni highlights of the program especially when it's kind of a niche topic like mm -hmm. healthcare systems engineering is not a wide it's not like your mba or mph like people haven't heard about it but seeing people that took this degree like where do they go on to and does that match things that interest you i think was super helpful also looking for a program that provides experiential learning not just classroom especially when it comes to grad school so unfortunately for me it's looking a little different i was supposed to do my final project like in a hospital um and getting to work and stuff and with the coronavirus like we're not sure if they're going to even open up student projects and stuff but i like the idea of being able to do consulting work and projects and different things through a graduate program which i think a lot of them try to bring in so especially looking for programs that do stuff like that i think is super helpful yeah yeah definitely and what about what about your basketball season last year i know it was probably interrupted at the end of the season yeah so it was it was really good we actually got to go to the bahamas for thanksgiving tournament which was a super fun thing i just think for the team and then i also got to play at minnesota again mm. i did that my sophomore year i think but so got to have like a home homecoming game had all my friends and family there which was great and then we had some a couple like big wins in the fall we beat uh seton hall who is a big east team which was awesome and we also beat George Washington, which was another fun win for us. And then it got, things got a little, we are starting great in league play. And then you like kind of highs and lows. We had a like a little dip and we're losing, dropping some games I didn't think we should have. And then going into the playoffs, we were on a few game winning streak, feeling good. Like you kind of just like felt the momentum and we're feeling great about it. So we then played Colgate in the Patriot League sem uh, quarterfinals on a Monday and then we're scheduled to go to Boston for the semis. Drove all the way up to Boston. Boston was like a ghost town. This was like like Harvard had shut down, sent all their people back. And we were told we were gonna play the game, but there'd be no fans. And we went to the gym on the day of the game for like our shoot around. So this was about like noonish, I wanna say. And did the whole hour of shoot around. We're feeling great. We're like high energy's high and then get back to the hotel from that and our coach got a call of the term was canceled game was canceled your season your career is over it was pretty traumatic and then we drove five and a half hours back from boston and just like packed up our house and so it was pretty wild and bittersweet but got to end my career on a win not many people do that usually only one team and when it comes down to it, yeah, that was super disappointing, but like it is about like the journey that we took and still like had the best time with such a great group of teammates and learned so much. And so I wouldn't trade the experience at all. Um, and yeah, so pretty crazy story though. Yeah, that is. I'm sorry. That's how it ended, but congrats on the, on the whole career. It's pretty incredible. Thank you. And I know you probably you didn't you haven't mentioned these, um, but I was reading through your bio and you have so many awards that I could 
that I could run <laughs> through, but I'll I'll just name off a couple so people know. Okay. Um, so you got the academic all Patriot League selection for three seasons in a row, which you were the first player in uh, their history to do so. And then you're also named co-captain of the Student Athlete Council your senior year. You're named for the Google Cloud Academic All-Districts team for two years. You're also one of the three people at Lehigh to receive uh, the Bozy Riders Leadership Cup for Excellence and Leadership on campus and consistent demonstration of high moral character. And I could I could go on for for a few more I definitely left out some from the previous years but with that you obviously made a big impact on people at Lehigh what what advice do you have for people who aspire to be a leader among their communities and peers like you have yeah so I guess um I feel like I started at like right from freshman year I was kind of like luckily but it was scary at first, like thrown into leadership positions that I don't think I was necessarily ready for, but that was just kind of the way it worked. But I guess just being for me, what helped me most was like, I had to take tough feedback. And so like freshman year, I'll give an example, like freshman year, they make the people on their like leadership council, which I was on, Mm -hmm. get anonymous feedback from everyone on the team about their leadership style and what they do well, what they could do more and less of. And coming in and knowing these people for a few months and then seeing all this feedback that I was getting like tears, like just sitting in the room and you're just like crying. Cause you're like, they hate me. They, whatever. So I think just, um, not shying away from doing the difficult things that don't always seem like they're going to be beneficial, but allowing yourself like a seat at the table. So like I, it wasn't always fun, but I was never shied away from responsibility or being willing to like take accountability for my team or what we can do to improve. Um, and then I also think too, like you've talked a little bit on the podcast, you just like get involved. So not only did I want to be a part of the basketball team, but I made it a mission. I took the um, like freshman onboarding stuff seriously. So we had like we had like orientation for regular students, but also for athletes specifically and like programming for that through student athlete mentors are called. And so I like participated in them, tried to make friends through other teams in them. And then when it came around to the next year, like applying for those like groups and that's how I got involved in student athlete council. I like was already a name that they knew and knew took this stuff seriously and like wanted to, make an impact in the larger athletic department as a whole Mm -hmm. so I think just when it was something that we were forced to do like through athletics like it wasn't by choice but when I was there like I felt like I was present and asking questions and showing that I was like a dedicated part of that community and I think that then that like just gives you the name and face recognition so when it comes time to actually get to be a part of it or lead in it um, you'll be like on a short list in terms of like the one that was very much involved in it from the beginning. That's really good advice. And do you want to share just when you were receiving feedback, like how did you learn from that? What were some of the specific things that you're hearing from people that maybe you didn't even realize you had a problem with? Yeah. So it was definitely like, I feel like for me, like freshman year was like emotional regulation thing. So it's just like getting overly frustrated if I like didn't, if I like turned the ball over or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like 
she it's like it was comments like she should try not to get so mad or she should focus on other people and not herself or like I kind of alluded to it earlier was like it doesn't seem like she cares about the team when she just goes off on her own thing and doesn't stay in the huddle or doesn't make eye contact and it's like for me I had the context to know why I was doing those things. It's like, no, I'm not mad at you for not catching the ball. I'm mad at myself. Like I put the pressure on myself. Like I'm a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure to stay cool and collected. Like I like to pace. So it was like, I had the context to know why I was doing those things, but I, then it gave me the perspective to look like, Hey, like from an outside view, if you don't know me, or if you like, don't understand why, how I'm wired the way I am, that might come off as this. And so I think it was just like meeting, being able to meet people where they're at and see that their interpretation of me was just like, they weren't able to see my intention behind what my actions. And so that was a huge thing. And then also, I didn't think I did a very good job of like off the court building a relationship that was based on wanting to understand that. And it takes time, but like wanting to understand the person better and just doing check-ins and stuff. And I had some junior and senior mentors that did a great job with that of me of just like checking in with me, knowing that my position that I was in was hard and just like being like, Hey, let's grab coffee and like talk about what's going on Mm -hmm. with basketball or not basketball. And it was little things like that, that then when you saw that they cared and took a liking to like who you are and what you were going through outside of it, just gave you so much more confidence to be the, the person speaking when it came to like crunch time or like in a game. And so I took those things and really tried hard my senior year to do that with the underclassmen and make them feel like they had someone that wanted that supported their development, I guess, because there wasn't always that for me being the freshman and like having a senior uh, having, I didn't have like a senior mentor. I would say I, it was like a junior and sophomore that kind of like took me under their wing. So I think that was a big thing for me to learn. It was like, okay, so I'm here now, but when I'm in that position, when I'm older and the upperclassmen and the captain, like, how am I going to treat the rest of the team? And I think that was a big thing I tried to focus on senior year. Mm-hmm. And and what about on the academic side? Like, a lot of the awards that you got were because you're an outstanding athlete and in the classroom as well. So what, what advice do you have for people on just in general balancing their life in college and, and doing well in school? Yeah, so I think I was lucky in having basketball and it gave me a great sense of structure um, that other college students might not have. So it's a little harder to give advice on it. Cause it's like, I have this amount of time before practice. I can't just like waste it because then when I get back, I'm going to be tired. I'm going to need to eat. I'm going to that. But I think too, for me was just trying to utilize the resources that I had around me. So like office hours and getting to know the professors was super helpful. And then also I just like scheduled out like breaks, like, Hey, I know my friends, like we have a game on Saturday and then we'll have the night off. So like, I want to be able to have fun that day and not have Sunday be stressful. So like grinding on the front end to like be able to enjoy the the backside of that or like having something to look forward to. And then just planning ahead in terms of like knowing what's coming up, like, Hey, I have this formal or this, this weekend. So I should start studying for this test extra early or start doing those sorts of things. Um, I think was my way of doing well with it. I also will put a caveat that like I was that person that probably overstressed about stuff and could have had a better balance. My family notoriously says that I would be like stressing all week about tests. Like I'm going to fail this. I just fail. This is horrible. And then I'd come back and I'd do great. So 
I definitely think my expectations for myself, like like high expectations for myself is what like drove me. Um, but it also could be my downfall in terms of like getting too overwhelmed at sometimes too. Yeah, definitely a balance. And I think I think a lot of people could benefit from that. Like especially like for me, I am definitely way more productive when I'm really busy and just creating arbitrary deadlines like just making plans with friends is I think such a good way to get stuff done before you have to go and do that Mm -hmm. so a little bit off of that before we kind of wrap up the college experience do you have looking back like on your freshman year you've definitely talked about it a bit but would you have done anything anything different starting over I don't yeah I don't know if there's any like large things I do like I don't regret how anything happened Mm -hmm. but I do wish I would have realized earlier the benefit of just making the emotional connections and doing extra things where it doesn't have to have I feel like oftentimes like everything that you do in college has a purpose like I'm going to talk to this person because they're going to help me get this internship and they're teach me everything about this field and I want to know more about it but it's more like, no, I just want to get coffee with this person to see how they're doing and check in on them. And Mm -hmm. that will not only will I learn from them, but like helping them as well. So I think I too was like a little too like driven on who can I talk to? What can I do? Who's gonna, you know, like teach me more basketball. I'm going to get extra shots and I'm going to do extra this. And instead just taking a step back and trying to like, be there for other people and through that like I think that accelerates your leadership in terms of the bonds that you're building with people um rather than for me it was like I'm gonna go in and shoot extra on my own and do this on my own and like be the like exact best everything it's like bringing people along with me to do those sorts of things like would have been more helpful if I figured that out earlier I guess yeah I think I think that's a good insight for everyone to take away and so now you've you've finished up your first year of your master's program online, and now you're virtually interning at Vizient, a healthcare performance and analytics company. You're in a product and management strategy role. Can you tell us more about Vizient and your role there this summer? Yeah, so I kind of like stumbled upon Vizient, um, the company, through basically just Lehigh's handshake, like online platform, but it's actually worked out really well in pairing some of my interests. Um, they're as you said, like a healthcare analytics. So they have a lot of tools and products that help connect um, their members, which members are just like large hospitals. So in terms, they have like a group purchasing organization. So a lot of supply chain stuff. So making sure the hospitals get the right amount of supplies at a good price and stuff like that, which has been particularly interesting to hear about with everything that's going on. Um, And then they also have some like clinical and operational tools. So helping with like staffing and then The one that I'm working on is their clinical database tool, which is basically just a huge, it's an online platform for all of their, so they submit, um, the members submit like claims data and all their like charges and stuff. And then they can make reports for like finding out their length of stay or their mortality and like filter it out by all the different things, like by diagnosis, by position. So it's like all this like cool, um, just a super cool tool for analyzing data to help improve their operations. And then the other, what I think is a unique feature about the company is that like all the members have transparency with their data. So uh, if I'm Mayo and like really good at my length of stay or whatever metric and a smaller community hospital can like compare their stats to Mayo and then hopefully 
through different like online platforms and they used to have not right now but um like big conferences and stuff just sharing insights with each other and collaborating to make those better so my current role is in product strategy and management so we're kind of a go-between between what the members like the hospital um workers so these are usually like quality improvement specialists um are saying about the tools that they're using um like we like this feature or we're trying to report for this for cms and it's not in the tool and then taking that feedback and working it into the development side. So like the software engineers to add those things in. It's been really cool for me to just learn about the industry from that side of like a strict business that's trying to make improvements for the healthcare industry itself. But I would love to transition and pivot into something where it's like, I am using this really, like I get this access to this super cool tool, but I want to be the one that's like using it. So like, I would mm-hmm. love to run the net, the data with it or look and talk to, talk to a hospital specifically about their numbers and where I think they could improve and stuff like that. And so while I've been doing the work, I've also been networking and talking a lot with the advisory side. So that's like a consulting branch and they have a lot of cool stuff with them. So Um, Would love to explore that in the fall, but overall it's been definitely unique online internship experience, very like different working with people you've never really met and it can get a little like lonelier in terms of you don't like, if you finish a task and don't have something set up, you know, it's like, how do I like go, I can't just pop into my boss's office and be like, hey, I finished this, like, or hey, I have this quick question. So it's definitely been different, but I think I'm learning a lot from it and i have thought the company has done a great job of like supporting their intern. Um, and I think for me, I, we've talked and I, like, I did do a lot of experience in terms of like shadowing and stuff in healthcare, but I never got to do that like classic internship where you're really getting to immerse yourself in it because every time I was doing something, I was worried about our workout schedule and this schedule and all this. So it's been a great, I think, um, not only resume builder, but just fully immersive experience for me that I hadn't got to do while I was still playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Will most of Vizient's clients, is that what they use? They use their advising service to implement the software and analytics, or will some hospitals have their own like internal teams and not use? Vizient? Yeah, a lot have, a lot have their in, own internal teams. Um, they actually, the biggest portion that use their products, so they have like 90, 7% market penetration in academic medical centers. So anywhere that has, and that's kind of how the company started in general. It's like anyone that has a med school, they want to kind of trade in their doctors in a similar way and making sure they're up to par to other academic medical centers. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to now get more community hospitals and stuff, but is in general, like for those hospitals that are very well established and prestigious, being able to benchmark themselves to other schools and other hospitals. And then I would say the biggest piece that they all utilize and continue is the advisory is just for people kind of that really need it. But the supply chain stuff and the group purchasing is kind of instrumental to why they are a member, I would say. And then the tools are just other add-ons to help them with like their quality improvement and stuff. Mm-hmm. What what about on the insurance side? Does Vizient work with insurers for pricing efficiencies on the care their hospitals and clinics are giving? Yeah. So um, it's not really insurance based. What is insurance based is like where they're getting a lot of the data um, from like the bit, like the 
charges and stuff that gets sent out to insurance and like the different like the codes through like CMS are like essential to how they like calculate it all but I think it's for me been nice because so much of healthcare jobs that you'd look for post-grad especially if you're not getting a clinical degree is insurance so I've felt I think it's been nice for me to get to see it not that there's anything wrong with insurance but it's less of what I was interested in strictly uh so I think it's been nice that it's kind of let's focus on that and more it's so it's it's for it's a for-profit company but it's owned by the members themselves so Mm -hmm. it's owned by the hospitals and so I think it's cool it's a very unique mix of um like they're trying to drive revenue and stuff but they're also like central mission is to help hospitals do better and that kind of aligns with like why I wanted to be in healthcare in the first place so I think that's been really nice for me yeah that's a super cool business model do they so when they onboard a new hospital are they becoming a partner basically and get like equity in the company then yeah yeah that's how it works so it actually it so Vizient was two separate companies up until 2015, they merged. So it was like, it was called VHA and UHC. So it was like these two. And they realized that if they like came together and had, and one was a, one was a nonprofit and one was a profit. So like to come together, that's kind of their like way of, that was their way of um, pairing the two um, different business models together, which I think has been super unique. And it's nice is that they do have like the financial benchmarks and all those goals that they're trying to reach. Um, but you're not beholden to like shareholders and that sort of thing, which is, um, definitely unique. And I think allows them a little bit more space at some points to kind of focus on like different aspects, like company culture or community, you know, like communicating with, uh, like supporting, especially in the pandemic, they've done like a ton of like town halls and different webinars and stuff for all of their members. So all the hospitals um, and then just like securing PPE and all that stuff. It's been really cool to just see the work that they've been doing and how, yeah, they're a for private company, but they still um, can be of support in like massive ways, especially when like the healthcare system needs it most, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to like jump back here, but. Oh no, it's totally fine. We didn't hear about, you said you kind of landed on the internship. What what was yep. the process for you for getting it? Did you get connected with yeah, someone? Yeah, so um, I literally just saw it on, I don't know if UW uses Handshake. I think you mm-hmm. do. Yeah, so yeah. just basically whatever. So it's an online platform that posts internships and they had it on there. And I literally just, and I had applied so many places for this because I knew I could have finished my, for context, I could have finished my master's degree this summer um, instead of doing it in the fall, Mm -hmm. but I figured I'd rather do an internship and like get experience and see what jobs I'd like more than just finish a degree. So my plan was to then get an internship for the summer. So that's why it was applying everywhere. I was looking at big consulting firms and what anywhere that had something healthcare related. And this one kind of just popped up. I was like, oh, I don't really know what it means like what Vizian is or anything and but Chicago seems cool and whatever and so I just applied like blindly on the hand through the handshake app and got a call back in probably like October so I probably applied in like September and then um just had one interview with who's my manager now Molly and and then by mid-November um they got back to me and said I had it and I was like 
at that point I was still waiting on other ones and like every job I had looked into had different timelines, but I was like, this is a sure thing. It's in a healthcare field. Not sure if if it's the exact department I wanted to be in, but like definitely a cool company to get my foot in the door in. Um, and I thought like Chicago would be awesome. So yeah, so I just decided to take it and kind of run with it. So it was weird. It kind of like fell into my lap. Like obviously I had to interview and everything, but it wasn't, you sometimes do so much like networking and try to talk to this person to help you get here, here and here. And then it was just like the one that was kind of the easiest path of least resistance that I ended up with. So um, it's always funny how things work out like that, but. Yeah, it's nice when it's nice when it works out like that. Yeah. And unfortunately you didn't get to go to Chicago, but that's all right. So you have a couple classes left at Lehigh, right? And what are your thoughts going into this next semester? You're gonna have a couple classes and you're presumably gonna be looking for like a full time job right after that. What are you looking forward to and what are your thoughts going into the semester? Part of the reason, which is funny now, but part of the reason I chose like I chose to push off my classes because I knew I could do them online no matter what, which looks like maybe now like all of them will have the option to be online. But so my um so yeah, I'm really actually just looking forward. So I have just six credits, a final project and elective this fall, and then we'll kind of pick up by job search and having a little bit more time. Like I've as we've talked, just had a pretty crazy schedule the last few years. And, and I think it'll be a good break for me before I get like full on in the workforce. I didn't get an opportunity to study abroad or anything like that. So my initial plan was to spend some of the fall too, because my classes are online to get to travel a little bit and do all that kind of thing, which TBD, it's not looking as good anymore. (laughs) But that was my thought of kind of pushing it out a little bit instead of like rushing to finish classes. But Regardless, we'll then, once I finish up the internship, just start talking around and seeing what full-time opportunities come up. A lot of companies are still on hiring freezes and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that by mid-fall, they take those off. But kind of along for the journey and what I think has been, it's really hard for me because I love to like have everything planned out and know exactly where I'm going. It's like, I really don't know what the next step is. um, And I can only plan as far ahead as I'm going to take the classes and look for jobs. And that's such a weird thing. And I've been struggling with it and kind of like open up my mom. She was like, no, like there's so much uncertainty with everything and it's a totally normal thing to happen. And it's not, not at all a fault of anything I've done and stuff. So um, I think too, just like trying to, especially for a lot of people that are graduating soon or have graduated and haven't found full-time work that like knowing that it's okay to like just sit with the uncertainty and uncomfortableness of this when it feels sometimes too it's like you've put the work in you've done all this and like why are you not being rewarded with this like complete path so um so I think that's been a learning process for me and I'm still working through it kind of excited to just have an open journey ahead and not know not be okay with not knowing exactly where it is yeah I think I think a lot of people worry about what they can't control but I I think it'll be all fine and I'm excited to see what's next for you thank you I've got some rapid fire questions to end the interview if you want to get started so what was your what was your favorite class in college my healthcare quality improvement class was really cool um it was sweet to learn about like it's like a lot of like, it was a lot of like lean Six Sigma, but also just like tools that they use and um, not just learning those, but then how people apply them to actually like projects that are healthcare backed was a cool pairing. I think. Mm-hmm. What about favorite book? 
Or you can list a couple um, if you want. Yeah. So I guess recently I'll just like off the top of my head, I read on Tame by Glennon Doyle, um, which for all my females out there, it's like a very, it's a very like feminist themed book though, about just like how we're told different things into like, you know, like groomed to be a certain path and kind of just like letting those boundaries down for yourself and embracing kind of who you are. So I would highly recommend that. And to boys too, it's just a, um it's a cool style book and she writes in like small vignettes so it's just like it was really cool to just pick up and like read a chapter in like three minutes and then feel like you got a good nugget for the day so it's an Mm -hmm. awesome book highly recommend awesome what about i don't know if you listen to many podcasts but what's your favorite podcast oh i'm a huge podcast fan um uh my favorite one as of recently i would say i love malcolm gabriel's revisionist history i love a classic um been listening to the new season of that and then um Brene Brown's Unlocking Us um not sure if you're familiar with her work mm-hmm. but she she had like a really popular TED talk and then has written a lot of books she does a lot of research on like shame and vulnerability and all this like very cool emotional work and she brings on really cool thought leaders on that podcast and they're always very insightful there's been a lot of really good ones recently about all of um the Black Lives Matter movement and kind of like working through guilt and shame and the differences between that um and then also stuff with like just like pandemic uncertainty so been loving her podcast so unlocking us Brene Brown I'll have to listen to that I haven't yeah it's really good what about favorite favorite hobbies I'm super lame everyone will make fun of me but I love crossword puzzles and so (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing those um it's a healthy hobby I got like a little book and I got my app of it so that's a super lame one and then I still, though I'm done, like retired athlete, I have been like still super, super active. Um, my mom has a Peloton, so I've been doing those. I'm like passively training for a half marathon, like a virtual one with my sister. So I've been going on some long runs and just still try to stay, um, love just like fitness and getting outside, especially in Minnesota summer. So that's mm-hmm. been fun too. Yeah, I see you've been putting up some fast times on Strava. Yeah, not really, but I I keep moving, so. No, definitely you have. Do you have any physical or mental health habits that you think everyone should do or work really well for you? Hmm, um, I guess the physical thing for me that I'm trying to focus on too, it's like going from like having strict regulated workouts. It was just like, it's just finding the things of whatever that day like feels good. So like, some days I wake up and like just going for a run at whatever pace feels great. And other days I like really want to like go super hard on like a bike ride or whatever. So I think um, just rather than structuring yourself to a certain routine, it's just like whatever like joyful movement looks like for you has been, been great. Um, I've been doing a lot of Peloton yoga classes too, especially to stretch out. So um, any sorts of that. And then I guess mentally I've been, I, this is like a newer one but I've been doing a gratitude journal every day. So I haven't just like, there's a bunch of apps. I, I'm not a good like writer, like, I don't know. Um, so just doing like three things every day that I was grateful for at the end of the day, kind of like wraps it up. And especially with working now, like 40 hours a week and just like having a very strict schedule with that. And sometimes it gets feeling like, like routine, same thing over. I think that really gives me perspective, like looking for different things that stood out of the day. So that's been my new one I've been doing in the past couple of weeks now. And I want to keep that up. So mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of good things about doing that. If you could work in 
one industry for the rest of your life and you have to go deeper than healthcare, what would it okay. be? <laughs> um, so I think speci- like sp- more specific than healthcare, I would love to focus on within healthcare, like maternal, like health. Um, so like either like maternal mortality rates or like racial disparities within that, especially I think is really cool. Like identifying biases within providers or like different stuff like that, um, would be like a super, like more focused field within that, that I would like feel was super rewarding and like super prudent, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, if you could have dinner with three people that are alive, who would you have it with? (sighs) Okay. So I kind of mentioned her, but Brene Brown is one. So look her up. She's awesome. I think in terms of like sports figure and kind of just like female leader, Carly Lloyd is a soccer player for the U S women's national team. And I've like read her books and stuff. And I think she just has a great mindset about just like hard work and stuff like that. So she definitely one I'd want to talk to. And then I recently read becoming Michelle Obama and like all even like politics aside, like I just think she's such a smart and just like well thought out like her just like strong powerful female figure and so I would love to just like hear her insights um and her story is just so cool so those would be my three yeah would you have them together or separately oh for sure I feel like that would just be like the coolest group ever just a <laughs> yeah a fun dinner party for sure that'd be awesome what what's your best tip for making the world a better place? Um, so this isn't even mine, but my mom and I were talking yesterday and I think sometimes I am like many young people want to think huge and like this like large scale thing. And she was like, sometimes it's just literally making the people around you feel better and bringing them joy. So I think, um, never being afraid to start small and start with how you treat like the people closest to you. Mm-hmm. And that's where we'll end it. So thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's super fun. My first, I've done basketball interviews and different videos for that, but I've never done a podcast. So it's new for me too. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I'll be releasing a new episode each week. So please subscribe and rate the podcast. It's really helpful for me as I try to expand to more listeners. I'd also love to hear any feedback or questions you may have. My email is in the about section of the podcast. I'm Wally Estenson, and you've been listening to The Wally Pod. Mm